For me, just sharing something that brings joy to me and then hopefully to other people is golden. That, that's what I just love. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. On the podcast this week is Alicia Rubin and I don't even know where to begin in introducing Alicia. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's the West Coast editor of Women's Health Magazine. She's a contributor at The Hollywood Reporter. She's the author of a really empowering and inspiring children's book called No Biggie. She's also written two style guides, and she has a blog called What I'm Loving, and that is really just scratching the surface. Her background is rooted in content creation and production for television and digital media and she is just incredible and sharing what she loves is a huge source of joy for her. And on today's episode we chat all about where Alicia's incredible career began and how really working in a creative environment gave her the courage to pursue her own ideas. We also chat about finding joy in the art of discovery and how Alicia's passions for sharing the things that she loves inspired her to launch her blog, What I'm Loving. We also have a conversation about practicing mindfulness and why we really need to recognize the beauty around us. We talk about fixed mindset versus growth mindset and experiencing joy through really finding gratitude in all of the things that we oftentimes overlook. Alicia also shares with us her daily mantras of JOMO, which is joy of missing out and no biggie and so much more. So guys, we have a giveaway as part of this week's new episode. Alicia and I are hosting a giveaway. She is giving away two copies of No Biggie. So to enter the giveaway, head on over to our Instagram page and look for the post announcing the giveaway. Make sure that you are following both Seek the Joy podcast and Alicia Rubin on Instagram. Like that post announcing the giveaway and tag a friend that you want to share the message of No Biggie with. You can enter as many times as you'd like. The giveaway will end on Sunday, September 16th at 11:59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and the winner will be announced on our Instagram page on Monday, September 17th. I really can't wait for you guys to share the message of No Biggie with your families and your friends and your kids or your grandkids or your nieces or your nephews or whoever it might be. Alicia really designed No Biggie to help the entire family manage frustration with humor and heart and it's this really lovely story about overcoming everyday obstacles. So last thing before we go, you know I have to share the iTunes review of the week and this week it comes from Jalisha and it says, thankful for Seek the Joy. Seek the Joy serves as my constant reminder to be seeking the joy in every aspect of my life. Sydney is a down-to-earth, incredibly genuine human who I am completely impressed with. Her commitment and consistency to this podcast shines through and honestly keeps me on track throughout the week. Her guests have the most helpful content that I am really able to utilize, and let's not even talk about the tear-jerker episodes. How many times have I found myself crying on the way to work? So thankful for the role that this podcast has come to play in my life. Keep up the incredible work you are doing. Okay, are you trying to make me cry? Oh my gosh, thank you. 
so much for this really incredible rating and review of the podcast. Jalisha, I have already thanked you personally, but thank you so, so much again. If you have been enjoying this podcast, if a guest has made an impact on your life, or if something has been said that was just a total light bulb moment for you, I would be so grateful if you took a couple of seconds to rate and review Seek the Joy podcast on Apple iTunes or really wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. If you do, make sure to take a screenshot of your review and send it to sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com. I will send you my guide for infusing more joy into your life, as well as some Seek the Joy podcast stickers. And honestly, it's just a really great way for me to personally thank you for listening to this podcast and for leaving us a rating and review and for being part of this this ever-growing community. And as always, to learn more about today's episode, head on over to the show notes section of our website, seekthejoypodcast.com slash show dash notes, and everything is right there. All right, guys, that's it. I hope you enjoy this week's new episode. Alicia is really excited and passionate about sharing her discoveries and what's really brought her joy. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Alicia. Thank you for having me, Sydney. And I'm really excited to be on your podcast today because I think that Joy is an integral part of all of our lives. And it was so apropos. I was looking through my little seize the day calendar today Mm -hmm. and I saved some of the sayings that are really meaningful to me. And of course, the one that popped up is joy is not in things. It is in us. Oh my gosh. Um, By Richard Wagner was who it was attributed to. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm talking to Sydney on Seek the Joy and look what just came up today. (laughs) I'm telling you, there are no accidents. The universe knows. I love that. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. So you have done, you've done so much. You're an author, you're a mom, you're a West Coast editor of the Women's Health Magazine. You are super accomplished. Where did all of this start? Um, where did kind of everything begin? Uh, it's a good question. And I feel really fortunate because the uh, my first real, real long-term job You know, I had lots of jobs. I started working when I was 15 or 16. My parents instilled a work ethic into me very early on. So everything from food shops to clothing boutiques, et cetera. But my first professional job that got me into my career path was working at E! Entertainment Television. And I was there for 10 years, and it was a highly creative environment. It was very early on in the days of E, so we were allowed to experiment and try different things, you know, and more of the birth of a company, things change and still a wonderful company, but when it's early on and you're kind of more bootstrapping, you can play around more. And it was just a, a really incredible foundation because I worked with wonderful mentors and in a creative environment, we got to experiment. And I think that it really paved a great way for me professionally. Even before that, having grown up in Los Angeles, I was always exposed to the creative community. So I think it was a natural progression to land at a, uh, a company like that. 
Yeah. Oh, I love this. And I love how you touched on early on. It really gave you the opportunity to explore your creativity, you know, within, within an environment that would allow it to blossom and grow. And so at what point did you sort of pivot into this journalist side? And I totally forgot to mention too, you have this blog, What I'm Loving. And so how did that also come about or, or tie into all of this? Sure. Well, having worked at E, um, it is television, it is content. And, you know, today very much the digital age, uh, creating content digitally, you're in an environment where you're writing and producing and creating. So um, I think that writing was always one of my strong points. And again, being in that environment of a, a production, you know, uh, environment and also a network where you're creating television. Storytelling is part of the DNA there. So I was exposed to that 24-7. So uh, whether or not I was focusing hardcore on it, I know I was focusing somewhat on it. I wanted to increase my skill set as a producer. It just seeps into your DNA even more. So while there, I would always have ideas for books and, and stories, et cetera. And, you know, many of us jump on those ideas and many of us don't. I mean, believe me, there's many ideas I still haven't yeah. jumped on. But having been there, I think, really helped fuel and motivate me to pursue my own ideas, not not for the company at hand, but my own personal ideas. So um, I was fortunate to have, have worked in a place that allowed me to have that opportunity. Yeah. So then at what point did you kind of have the courage to jump on your own ideas and really start to pursue things that you loved, you know, that you could call your own? One thing that I will say was, which was nice in the early days of E is that we were, you know, pitching ideas and we would see show ideas that we had in the back of our minds come to real life. So yeah. that was a thrill, um, having been able to contribute to the network in that way and creating content then. Um, I'd say, you know, early on, I, I started getting a lot of book ideas. One of them, I put out and fleshed it out. I never ended up publishing it because another idea came to me and it was my first published book called Frumpy to Foxy in 15 Minutes Flat, which was and is a style guide about how to look great in a minimal amount of time. Hmm. Um, we're all on a fast track, as we know, that's part of, you know, your Seek the Joy podcast of just finding the joy within while we're always going 24-7 and maybe stopping a moment to breathe and, you know, express gratitude. So that was sort of the conceit of the book is that we're all going a mile a minute and we don't have a ton of time to spend on our appearance. Here's how to cut it down when you're getting ready for your daily routine. So that was my first one. I did it. Um, I came up with the idea and ended up partnering with one of my colleagues at E. And um, we published the book and, and had a lot of great success with it. So that was my first foray into publishing and seeing one of my ideas come to life on my own. I got to see a lot of ideas come to life at E, which was so incredibly rewarding, but it was also such a treat to see something happen, you know, on my own accord. Yeah. Oh, I love this. And that wasn't your first book. I think you went on to do, I think, two more and a children's book. And, and so what has that been like, you know, exploring different aspects of being creative and putting your voice out there and really, you know, following, I think probably, right, your passions in that way. That's exactly it. It's just going back to we all have these ideas and they really grate away at me in the back of my mind, just the makeup and the kind of person that I am. I'll write them down, 
Frumpy the Foxy was one of those, you know, fortunately I ran with it and made it happen. And it was, it was incredible. And following up to that, uh, me and my writing partner, uh, we came up with another idea, which was our second style guide, Curves Rule and Flat is Fabulous. And I feel like we were a little early with that idea because with all that's going on today, self-love, empowerment, body positivity, it's in the forefront now so much more so than even it was then. And the book was all about celebrating your body, whether you're a size 18 or a size zero, whether you've got, you know, an enormous chest or no chest at all. Mm. And it was all about celebrating who you are and not about the don'ts of fashion. It was all about the possibilities, all the do's. And we featured women of all different shapes and sizes and ethnicities throughout the book. I was reflecting on this the other day, and I don't remember even maybe maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, those messages being... I don't know, in the forefront, you know, just like you said. And so kind of what has your self-love and, you know, empowerment journey been like? Have you always been in a space within yourself where you loved yourself and you were able to embrace that aspect of who you are? Or has it been kind of, you know, a journey that ebbs and flows? I think it's definitely been ebbing and flowing. I mean, I remember, you know, certain teenage years and in my 20s, and this is not uncommon. Uh, no, not at all. You've expressed that too, obviously. Um, you know, just uncertainty and not having a ton of confidence. I think life experiences build on that. Obviously, our parents try and instill what they can. But I feel like I really, really came into my own and, and my confidence was at a really great place. Probably more mid to late 20s, I would say. Uh, it was ebbing and flowing prior to that. And you know what? I'm completely grateful for it because it's made me who I am today. I feel like I always had, you know, a decent level of confidence, but it's, you know, my life's journey, my experiences, et cetera, my family have all contributed to it. And now I'm trying to instill that into my daughter who's 11. Hmm. I think it's very important to, you know, kids have a lot of pressure today. Not that they didn't years ago, but they have so much yeah. today and I'm doing whatever I can to make sure that she's seeking the joy every day. Yeah. And I think at 11, I mean, I, I did not have an easy time at 11. And so I think, you know, when we're going Going through those tough experiences, we, we we don't really always understand why we're going through them. And it kind of takes obviously getting to the other side to know their purpose and and know why we've went we've gone through those things. And so kind of looking back, has there been something that you've done that's really helped you shift out of or shift more into that kind of self-love or self-care mindset? And then, you know, wanting to really make sure you instill those those things in your daughter as well? That's a good question. I think, you know, I was fortunate and I'm fortunate to have parents. My parents divorced early on, but, you know, my mom and my grandmother were very strong role models, very independent women. And I always saw life through their eyes, doing it all, making it look like, you know, it was easy. I know it wasn't uh, much more so now that I'm a parent, Yeah. but really heroic women. And my dad too, um, my dad since passed on my grandma, but, you know, just seeing them do their thing you know, help raise a family, do what needed to be done for their kids, uh, and especially my mom, because we lived mostly with her. So I think that was instilled from a very early point. So I've, I've always had a little bit more of what I'm, I'll call, because one of, one of my favorite books is called Mindset by Carol Dweck. 
Um, and she talks about a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And I've always had more of a growth mindset. It's just been my constitution. And now being much more aware of that terminology and having read the book and understanding, you know, who I am, I, I really am mindful of that today and, and really try to instill that again into my family. And we all have a little bit of both growth and fixed. I lean more heavily onto growth. But we all have both. Uh, we're all human. And I just think it's important to be mindful of that. So I'm always trying to see the good, the lesson, whatever it may be, you know, often and more so when something happens that's very challenging or, or not so pleasant. I always say, OK, so what's the lesson here? Yeah. And focusing on the lesson and what you can learn and, and bring with you along the way. I, I love what you just touched on with this fixed mindset and growth mindset. What kind of tools have you relied on or, or even picked up from that book that have really, I don't know, been instrumental in your life and in, in kind of allowing you to stay in that mindset and and, you know, even look for opportunities to continue, you know, to grow and expand and, and to learn. Yeah, well, it, it, it goes right along with the theme of your podcast with Seek the Joy, hmm. you know, finding the good in, you know, whatever the situation is. And, and more so, I'll focus on challenging situations because I think people with a fixed mindset will let a challenging situation just take them down and tear them apart, where with more of a growth mindset, you can look at it and say, okay, I recognize this. This was a, a setback. Fine. Here's how I'm going to move forward. And that's, that's how I look at things. I mean, my mom always marvels at me because I'll just sort of brush something off or say, let's move forward. And, you know, sometimes maybe she doesn't have as easy as a time as I do doing that. And she'll say, oh, there you go. That's my Alicia. <laughs> But, you know, she she may say, I don't know how you do that so easily, but she was part of, you know, my growth, too. So she must have been doing it back when I was younger also, because I'm sure I picked up some of that from her as well. Yeah. Um, But I, I just think that finding the joy within, you know, recognizing and being grateful for joy when things are wonderful and then finding the joy or the lesson in the circumstances that aren't so wonderful because there always is a lesson to be learned. And I feel like recognizing that the positive and the negative is going to really be beneficial to anybody. Yeah. And, and being able to recognize that negative, but not getting stuck in it, I think has been really important for me too. And, and it's a daily process. <laughs> you know, some days are easier than others to, to be able to, you know, just recognize it and not stay in it. But I love what you said about joy and how it's about being grateful for that joy and, and finding moments of joy, you know, no matter what is kind of going on. And so, How does joy really show up in your life? And are there things that you make sure you do that bring you joy or? For me, I've always made a conscious effort and more so after becoming a parent. I think that that's also been a huge part of, you know, where I am today and understanding gratitude and being mindful of it is as a parent, you want to do whatever you can to instill that in your kids. So where I may not have been as mindful of it before children, I am more so now. And I think that it's even little things and I'll deal with my daughter. We'll be taking a walk and just stopping to look at a beautiful flower or, you know, in the last few weeks in our neighborhood, all the trees are blooming these beautiful pink buds and they're so pretty. They're just, you know, so eye catching. 
and just saying when we're driving, oh my gosh, look at that tree, how beautiful that is. Mm -hmm. Just anything in nature or, you know, my dog, I'm a huge animal lover, just sitting there and being happy and grateful in the moment of petting and getting love from an animal. I just always take time during the day to notice a little thing that we often don't notice or take for granted and find joy in those things. I mean, because yes, we can find joy in shopping and being with friends and family dinners. But when I'm on my own or just a quiet moment with my family, I like to find those little things that may often go unnoticed. And I think that that's important. Yeah. Really recognizing the beauty around you and, and taking a moment to appreciate it because we can get so lost, you know, in whatever is going on in our day-to-day lives or the stress or the pressures or the dramas or whatever it might be. And so literally like taking a moment to like say, well, that tree is beautiful. I think it just, I don't know, it does something. It's like a brain shift or something. Exactly. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, I'll look, there's a house on the block and I love seeing how the owner's trees change. And we don't really have seasons in Los Angeles too much, but (laughs) through this house, the trees at this house, I see the seasons. I see it bare in the winter. I see it so full of life in the spring. I see it flowering, you know, spring, summer. So I always love walking past that house Mm. and seeing where the trees are at. It's really just a little moment. So something as small as that, or just, you know, like with my daughter, I'll say, let's just be grateful we have our health and we can go outside and we can walk down the stairs and we can play a sport you know, things that we take for granted. We, yeah. uh, we need to recognize that, especially reminding the kids because they're at an age now where it's the whole uh, peer pressure comes in and materialism and wanting more or wanting what that person has and just taking a step back and saying, I have a wonderful family. I'm surrounded by people who love and care for me. I have everything I need and I have my health. So what more do we really yeah. need? And returning to that space of gratitude, you know, within yourself, when you get kind of caught up in all of that, I, I found it's really, it's really helpful. Do you have like a gratitude practice? It sounds like you do, or, or a mindset practice or, or something that you do to, to kind of bring you back to that space of feeling grounded or, or centered within yourself? I do. I practice transcendental meditation, mm. TM, I'll call it. And I have been practicing for about six years. And I I mean, I, I'd say personality-wise, I've always been a little bit more of a Zen person, you know, constitutionally how yeah. I am. But I'd say that TM has been a game changer just in terms of stress reduction. And also it is such an incredible tool for harnessing creativity. So I, I highly recommend any form of a, a meditation. I happen to practice TM, which I, I highly recommend, but any form of meditation is, is, is a means to that end of just finding that space for yourself. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of it. And look, no one's perfect. I know I'm far from it. I have my days too, where I need the motivation. I need a spark. I'm down on myself. I mean, things like that happen, but I will just pivot and recognize that headspace and do whatever I can to, to move it forward. Were you 
a meditator before you started Transcendental Meditation or was it something new that you picked up? It was definitely new. TM had actually been something I wanted to do for years. And again, one of the things on my list that I was looking into it, I did I have to go to the TM organization? Mm-hmm. I was researching it, didn't quite get around to it. And then funny enough, uh, my former editor-in-chief at Women's Health um, had been to LA and had met with a woman who was with the TM organization for many years and is on her own and was telling me about it, that you just go to her one-on-one. And I thought, oh my gosh, this was meant to be. I've been searching for someone. She's right near my home. Just go see her one-on-one. And so I immediately took her phone number and made an appointment and that was mm-hmm. it. Oh, I love it. It was um, meant to be. It was meant to be. Yeah. Prior to that, I had, I had, you know, taken time to have quiet moments here and there, but it wasn't a regular practice for me. Yeah. And I love how, I love how it really has become that regular practice and something, you know, you can turn to and rely on and because something that I struggled with a lot growing up was really learning how to self-soothe, you know, and, and bring myself to a space within myself where I could just calm down. And it really wasn't until I guess a couple of years ago, but really within the last year where I started to meditate regularly on my own, where I I kind of learned, you know, I could bring myself to that space um, within myself. And I just love how meditation and yoga and breath work has become, it's become a more prominent part of the conversation that we're having as a society. And I don't know, I feel like my life would have been different as a kid, you know, if I had those tools and had that level of awareness. And um, is it something that you've introduced your kids to at all or, or not yet? Yes, and I agree with you. I feel like it should be part mindfulness or TM or any form of meditation should be like a required session in in all schools. Um, I mean, it's, it's in prisons. It it should just be part of the curriculum. And fortunately at my daughter's school, they, they do introduce mindfulness, which is great. And I did introduce my daughter to an early version of TM when she was five, not, not what I practice, which ideally is 20 minutes a day, two times a day, which by the way, I don't, I oftentimes don't do. And Mm -hmm. I miss many days too. You know, I, I do what I can. And that's what my teacher Betty taught me is just come back to it when you can. Don't put the pressure on yourself because then it's just not worth it. Uh, that, that pressure, just let it go and, and it will come to you when it comes. So for my daughter, I introduced her to an earlier version of it. And we talk about it and we talk about having those quiet moments. So it's a, a version that kids can, can manage uh, at a young age. Yeah. And when she's a little bit older, I'll take her to learn the practice that I'm that I'm doing now the, the 20 minutes two times a day uh, the foundation yeah, of yeah. of what the practice is so oh, I love it. yeah just introducing something to them and then I'm glad that she has it at her school um, just having a quiet moment or even as little as like I said earlier recognizing something that you're grateful for I tell her before we go to bed at night and when we wake up in the morning let's think about what we're grateful for mm-hmm. it's a reminder mm-hmm. for myself too yeah, I love how it's become a family practice, you know, talking about gratitude. Because often I think we wait until we're sitting around the Thanksgiving table, right, to talk about gratitude and right. what we're grateful for. And it should be something we talk about daily. I love that. And I love also what you said about pressure. Like, don't put that pressure on yourself because I found the more pressure I, I do put on myself in any aspect of my life, it takes the fun out of it. It takes the joy out of it, out of a practice that that you should enjoy doing. And, and, and so I love how you touched on that too with pressure because I I think, you know, we think we have to do things a certain way, but the truth is do what you can and do what feels good to you. And 
I go days where I don't, I don't meditate. I don't journal. I'm not in the mood. Those are probably days I should do it, but I just don't. And, you know, it's about not being hard on yourself about that too. Absolutely. 100%. You know, I, I mean, I meditated this morning. I hadn't for a bit. And I'm not going to knock myself for not doing it. And then today I'll remind myself, okay, let's, you know, get up and do it tomorrow. You know, you do the best you can with anything. And I I like that my husband, he's not, I don't think he's practicing traditional TM, but he's meditating. Hmm. And I said to him, because when I, when I went through my um, TM, when I learned about it, I had told him, oh, you should do this. It's been wonderful. And yeah, it just he was interested, but it just didn't happen at that time. We're talking six years ago. And just the other day, I said, I love that you're meditating now. It comes to you when it's supposed to yeah. come to you. Oh, that's so true. Six yeah. years ago, whatever, you weren't in the mind space for it, or it just wasn't the timing, but now it is. It's never too late. Is the bottom line. Yeah. And just because the timing doesn't feel right doesn't mean that it won't in six months or a year or in six years. I, I started practicing um, kundalini yoga four years ago. My dad actually introduced it to me. And I loved going and I went for about a year and a half. And then I totally... I just dropped off. I stopped going. Um, and it wasn't until I would say probably almost a year ago where I, where I returned to the practice and, you know, things find you when, when they're supposed to, and you return to them when you're supposed to. And it, it's all about timing, you know, and just kind of trusting that timing and going with it. And, you know, the more we can just all kind of get into that space in our own time, I I think the better. Yeah, I agree completely. It's, um, working out is a perfect example. Yeah. You know, we can miss two months of working out, but as long as we get our butts back up and move our bodies, there's no need to put the pressure on. I, I hadn't worked out much this summer, um, and I finally got back, you know, a couple of days ago. I walk every day. I walk my dog, which I enjoy so much, um, but mm-hmm. I got back and did, you know, a rigorous workout, and I thought, you know what? I'm just, I'm back. It's fine that I have those two months off. Yeah. I'm doing it now. So I think that it's, you know, it's all about in the society that we're in, there is so much competition and pressure and succeeding and we're on this course, almost like a collision course. So I'm so happy that you're doing this podcast mm. um, because it's so important for people to to just stop and recognize the joyfulness in their lives. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I love, I love what you just said too about just the pressure in society and the comparison. And I think that kind of default to fall into that comparison trap and and that negative self-talk. And I don't know, it's, it's been something that's not always easy for me to overcome. And I know for so many who, who tune into this podcast too. And so for you, how have you been kind of able to escape maybe that comparison trap or, you know, not fall into that space of self-judgment or self-doubt or, or getting down on yourself because of the pressure that we do have in, in our society today. And it's so challenging with social media, right? It's, I mean, social just, media has changed the game completely. I mean, it's, it's exacerbated it probably a hundredfold. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, my favorite new saying, which I read about not too long ago. I mean, we all know FOMO, fear of missing mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. which social media has fueled and it's an epidemic. My favorite saying is JOMO, which goes along perfectly with your podcast, the joy of missing out. Oh, I love this. <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. So just, you know, pardon my French, not giving a shit. 
totally. Is, yeah. is really where I'm trying to focus my headspace on, you know, taking a break from social media or when you're on it, recognizing, oh, they look like they're having a great time or they've traveled to this great place or her body looks amazing. I've never seen a figure like that. But just, you know, recognizing at that moment, great for them. I'm where I need to be. I'm happy where I need to be. I'm joyous. Uh, and just being aware of it, I think that the more challenging is, is instilling that in our children because they're so young and impressionable. But when I read about Jomo, and I can't even remember, I saw it in a news magazine, I believe, and I don't remember, maybe it was Newsweek, I can't remember, but that just nailed it. Totally. And that's what I'm just trying to remind myself of is that I'm happy, I have what I need, you know, a wonderful family great jobs, wonderful friends, I'm healthy, and I don't need to live vicariously through other people's lives and constantly be searching for more and more and more because that's just going to, you know, be a losing battle. Yeah, it is a losing battle because you'll never compare, you know, to that perfect image, right, on on that Instagram square. And literally, we all post our highlight reels, and I've tried to be a lot better about that and, and really post more about the days that are not going great or the real emotions that I'm that I'm going through. And I'm doing that a lot more on this podcast too. And I think that's kind of the shift, you know, that we need to make is, isn't being more real and authentic. And, you know, but I love what you touched on with Jomo and also instilling that in your kids and, and knowing, you know, that's just kind of what that person's got going on, but it doesn't have to, you know, affect me or change the way I feel about myself today or tomorrow or, or next week. Absolutely. I mean, there's always more, there's always a more fabulous vacation. There's always a more beautiful outfit or handbag or whatever it may be. But we just have to look at what where we are, what we have, and be grateful for the things that often get overlooked. Yeah, you know, totally. family, friends, health, etc. And and Jomo is now my mantra in addition to mm. No Biggie, which is yeah. the name of my children's book. So Jomo and No Biggie. Uh, are really what I live by. Oh, I love this. And I want to talk about No Biggie because I think it's so fantastic that you really branched out and you wrote a children's book. And so where did the inspiration for that come from? Did you pull from experiences in your own life? Yes, 100% from my own life because my daughter was, um, she easily frustrated. She was just a fussy baby and she, you know, was a, a just frustrated easily. So Mm -hmm. out of survival as a first time parent, whenever there was a moment where she lost it, I would just say, okay, let's take a deep breath. Say no biggie. Let's try again, you know, for the everyday things that we go through and it's minor, but it's major for a kid, whether it's trying to feed themselves, trying to get dressed, whatever it may be. I was, I just instinctively, intuitively would say that to her and it started helping and it was an effective tool. My family and friends started saying it to their kids. And I said, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a book. So that's how it all came to be based on real life experiences. No biggie, you know, it's a tool for everyday obstacles. And it's just a sweet story about a little girl who goes through her day facing challenges, getting frustrated saying no biggie and and finally getting to a place where she is happy and can look past it hmm. and can look at the challenge and say, you know what, I am going to try again. And she shares it with others and then she turns it on her parents because look, we are role models for kids. We're, we're modeling behavior for them. I certainly get very frustrated and I apologize to my daughter often for it and I lose it. 
And I just go back to her and say, you know what? I'm really sorry. We get frustrated too. So that's what's great in the book is that the little girl who's learning turns it around on her parents who get really frustrated at the end of the book. And she has to teach them the lesson of no biggie. Oh, that's, I love that because the truth is, you know, we learn so much from our parents, but then our parents also learn so much from us too, you know? And so I love the story and how it really is about learning from each other. And I love that it was really inspired by your daughter too. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So I thank her for that. She'll look at me kind of annoyed, like mom, you know, because I'll say she frustrated. I say, it's okay. All kids cry and all kids get frustrated. You're not alone. You were my inspiration. Yeah. I'm sure she probably goes to the bookstore, right? And is like, oh, there's a book about me. (laughs) And it's about frustration and getting over it and, and taking it day by day and moment to moment. And it's no biggie. Yeah. Well, that's why when I frustrate or I raise my voice, I try not to yell, but I definitely raise my voice. I'll, I'll say, okay, I'm so sorry. I had my moment, you know, I apologize. I owe you an apology. We're all human. You know, that's the best thing you can do is just apologize to your kids for, you know, acting out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all make mistakes, you know, as parents, as friends, as children, as siblings, I, I, I love the message of this book. Do you have plans for another children's book in the future? I've already written another one that thematically is in the same space. Mm. Uh, it's about seeing the beauty in everyday things. Oh my gosh. So yes, that uh, I haven't proceeded yet. I, I still need to go through a few more motions with it, but it's uh, it's pretty much locked down in terms of the creative and um, I'm excited about it. I, it's another one that I feel is, is very inspiring and empowering. Mm. And so you have this wonderful blog too. And, and so what are you loving? right now, you know, just kind of going off the theme of, of your blog, which I really love and um, from products to, to everything. So what are you loving right now? Thank you. Yeah. What I'm loving is my blog. I've always since probably 10 and 11, I've always been into discovery. I love finding new things. I love, that's why I love traveling so much. I, I love being in a new area. I love going into a store in a foreign country or a different city and finding new things. I'm just an ultra curious creature and discovery Mm. is, is something I'm so passionate about and, and even more passionate about sharing. So I'm the person I love going to the market. I love seeing what's new on the shelves. I love tasting new snacks. I love going to Target and finding some new deal there, you know, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is just a great, you know, piece of clothing or Uh, item for the home that, you know, is a great deal. So because that's part of who I am and I love sharing it, what I'm loving has been something I wanted to do for a long time. And and I do the blog because I I am such a curious person and I want to share my discoveries with people. I'm excited and passionate about it and love love sharing. Um, I think it's just, I'm a generous person and mm. I just want to give back. I want other people to know about what I found that it's brought joy to my life and I want to share it with others. I mean, um, what I'm loving right now, oh my gosh, there's so much. I, I'm a real snack hound. Um, I, like I said, I love going to the market and, and finding new things I have not seen and trying them. Um, I'm constantly taking in information you know, throughout my day, you know, when I'm driving up, I see a new store. What is that? It's just, I, I'm constantly, constantly monitoring. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be, um, you know, almost not irritating, <laughs> but I have to like 
give myself a break. Just shut down for a minute. You know, yeah, like turn turn that aspect of your brain off for, yeah. for a second because it's like I love that that's really innately who you are, and you've really transformed that into to something that you really love and that now you have the opportunity to share with other people. Yeah, exactly. I it's it's a great uh, trait for being a magazine editor for all these years and a and a TV producer. Um, you know, having that journalistic background, I'm digging and digging and digging and it's yeah. just part of who I am and I'm going to keep digging. Um, like I said, sometimes I might have to shut it down just because my brain goes into overdrive, but um, I enjoy it. it. It's a place of joy for me, mm. the art of discovery, I for sure. It. You really have done so much. I mean, from working as a producer and creating content and as a journalist and as a mom and an author and a blogger. I mean, what has been the coolest part about sharing yourself in this way? For me, just sharing something that brings joy to me and then hopefully to other people is golden. Yeah. That That's what I just love. You know, I found something that's great that is either something for me personally or my daughter or my dog or something for the home or a gift, whatever it may be. I just find so much joy in sharing that with others. And then they get joy out of that too. So if you could go back in time and tell your 21 year old self anything, uh, what would it be? I think I would say you got this girl. Hmm. You know, it's a time again in my early twenties where there's uncertainty, you know, doubting ourselves. I even look at my daughter now at 11 and think about what, you know, she will go through. If I could have gone back in and just told myself, you know, you got this, believe in yourself, trust your instincts. That, that That's what I would have said. That's what I would say. Yeah. Because often, you know, I don't know, we just don't really have that trust or faith and confidence in ourselves. And yeah, I think it comes over time. And I think, you know, even no matter how old you are now, I mean, at 27, I, I still am not totally confident or have faith in what I'm doing, but I tell myself every day, just trust it, just trust what you're doing and, and keep going. And honestly, you really never know, you know, where you're going to land or, or where it will lead you. Yeah. You're doing what you love. So how special for you, mm -hmm. you know, having gone down the path of law school and doing a complete 180 totally, and, yeah. you know, this is, you know, what it's all about, yeah. you know, when you're doing something you love, and it doesn't feel like work, what more can you ask for? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree. And I think the same goes for you, you know, in following what you've loved to do and what you love. And we spent so much time, I think, talking about obviously the present and the past. And, and so I want a future trip just a little bit. What would you say is, is your biggest dream? Mm, that's a tough question. I just, uh, I want to be in a place of joy and content and fulfillment for myself and my family. Hmm. Basic stuff, but really the most important. You know, for me, traveling, because I am such a curious person, and that really, really feeds my soul is discovering. The more and more and more we can do that together, and, and I, I will meet girlfriends too for trips, the more uh, discovery we can experience together, that's my dream. I 
I love that. Alicia, I have had the best time connecting with you and chatting with you and having you on Seek the Joy podcast. And thank you for sharing just your journey and everything that you've been through and and what you've learned and and where you're going. And so where can everyone find you and and connect with you and and learn more? Thank you so much, Sydney. And I um, am very inspired by what you're doing with Seek the Joy. And I'm so happy that there is a place a podcast, a person, a destination to go to where we can find this. And for me, I'm um, I'm pretty active on Instagram, which is at Alicia Rubin, E-L-Y-C-I-A-R-U-B-I-N. You know, kind of active on Facebook as well. And then my um, blog is whatimloving.com. And then my, um, my no biggie book is in bookstores and online all over the country. Perfect. And I'll include everything in the show notes so everyone can find you and connect with you and and start following what you're loving and, and bring no biggie into their lives. This has been so much fun. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to more Seek the Joys.